This is Brawl View. Hey everybody, this is Rich welcoming you to yet another Slider episode. For those of you who don't know, Sliders are tiny little bite-sized episodes that we record in the parking lots of movie theaters. Today, we sunk our teeth into the latest installment of John Carpenter's Halloween franchise, aptly named Halloween. Now, with this one, we do get a little bit spoilery, so if you haven't seen the newest incarnation of Halloween yet, you might want to watch that before you listen to this. Otherwise... Let's go full steam ahead. Now, before we actually get into it, as always, I have to give a huge thank you and shout out to the band Calabrese for the use of their song, Lust for Sacrilege, off of their album, Lust for Sacrilege, which they graciously let us use as our theme song. All right, without any further ado, take it away, boys. All right, hey, everybody. We are doing a slider. Hell yeah. Yeah, so this time we decided to get up extra early on a Sunday Mm -hmm. before football. Yep. And uh, catch the new Halloween movie. Yep. Ten days before the actual day, we went and saw the movie. Yep. And um, it was okay. Yeah. Yeah. It was it was an okay one. Um, without getting too crazy into it, we're going to let you know what we thought. Yeah. Um, I, I would say that this is the best of the modern sequels. I'll agree. I yeah. mean, like we were saying before, it's not uh, too hard of a standard to, uh, to, uh, to appeal to. But at the same time, I think uh, our buddies in Pine of Comics... I uh, made a post on social media, and they put it perfectly. This movie was sort of a mess. It was. It was. Uh, they, I don't know what the hell they were going for with some of it, but mm-hmm. they're like the the whole beginning. I thought was pretty awesome. So the beginning is the best part of my movie. It's, it, or, the, sorry, the best part of this movie because it has this very ominous and almost <clears throat> supernatural feel to it, where you can almost feel the, I don't know, almost supernatural. Bonds that Jay, I'm um, sorry, uh, Michael <laughs> has with his mask and all this is really great stuff, um, and it's very dramatic and well done. And then it kind of flips over into this other movie after. <laughs> it's yeah, very strange. Well, it, it felt like three movies actually to me, well, where it was like this this kind of like psycho type movie at the beginning, and then you know, uh, obviously Michael Myers breaks out. I mean, that's all over the trailers, and you figured that was going to happen anyway, right? Yeah. Um, so he starts walking around Haddonfield on Halloween night where there are a ton of trick-or-treaters, everybody's out, and he's just, like, kind of going to town. And it's like, that felt like a separate movie. And then there was the entire third act, which was, like, you know, the the confrontation between him and Jamie Lee Curtis, uh, you know, and it's like... That felt like a totally other movie where yep. it was like this post, uh, not post apocalypse, but like kind of like a doomsday prepper type. Well, it was, she was fucking, they tried to make her like Sarah Connor. Yeah. You know what I, I mean? I where didn't like She that. was the victim in the first one and now she's come back and she's badass. But the problem is, I like Jamie Lee Curtis. I really do. But like, she, they just like, they were like, you're badass. But not really. Like, yeah. she, she acted badass, but like, she doesn't do anything badass really. Like, she is firing a fucking lever action <laughs> rifle. Yeah. Uh, you know, at, at, at like all these mannequins and like, that's what she has for the movie revolvers and lever action rifles. This isn't the fucking wild west. Yeah. You are hunting a serial killer. Use a goddamn modern weapon. Yeah. I mean, you know, I don't know what the gun laws are in Illinois, but 
you know, I feel like it'd be pretty easy to get your hands on some sort of like semi-auto weapon. Oh my God. Or like even if she like started stashing like bump stocks or something like that. Like, I, you know, I, if she, if, if, so and then therein lies this other part to that story that's in yeah. this overall story is she had trained her daughter from the age of one to twelve, oh god, how that... to be a warrior like John Connor? Yeah, and so you would assume that based on all the shit she has in her house, that she has options. Like she doesn't just go down to the gun store. Hey, Mark. Yeah, uh, <laughs> looking for a semi-automatic. You know we can't sell those to you, Lori. I'll keep trying. Like that, that, you know, like <laughs> yeah. that's not the kind of shit she gets up to on a Saturday. No, she's buying guns out of the back of a fucking old Cadillac under the fucking bridge or something. Yeah. Where you can get a goddamn AR-15. But anyway. The whole daughter thing, completely unnecessary. Completely unnecessary, and honestly, I don't like Judy Greer. I think she's a horrible actress. Yeah, I'm not a fan of her. I mean, she's great as, like, a throwaway, like, side character. Who plays nuts. Yeah, it, but she she was a main character in this. Yeah. You know? She was supposed to be... The way they made it sound was, like, that, like, she was supposed... She was supposed to be raised this warrior, and she's like, they do these shots where she's like, I learned how to fight. I learned how to strip down guns and stuff like that. The whole movie, she is a muppet of a woman. Yeah, Just, ah! there, you know, there was like, not even like the, the. They could have at least reinforced this a little bit by having uh, like that one's like a couple of scenes where someone sneaks up behind her and puts like their hand on her shoulder and then she spins around and like gets them in a wrist lock or something. Yeah, yeah. You know, and be like, oh, sorry, sorry. You know, it, it's like, oh, my mom put me through self-defense classes right. when I was a kid. And right. it's like... When she starts to think about it, she's like chopping something and is like, I don't know, can like, as she's thinking about it, can do something like tricky with the knife. I don't know. You're yeah, right. something. yeah, something. Like it's these throwaway things. But no, there was like a moment of just... Her standing there, uh, it was just a moment of exposition where it's just like, mm-hmm. as a little girl, I was trained to do this, and I was trained to fight, <laughs> right. and ba 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 ba. Like as she's staring off into the distance, and like re- she's like reading it, reading it off a teleprompter. <laughs> yeah, like in the most soap opera way possible. It was so <laughs> bad. And you know what's funny? They could have just cut that out. They yeah. could have just cut all that out and been like, you lost your daughter when you were twelve because you were not fit to raise a daughter, and they could have just been a moment in the end where she shot like i can understand why people might be confused if she started doing krav maga against him <laughs> yeah, and shit like that yeah. and put that explanation in but the most badass thing she does is shoot him not even killing him do you know what i'm saying <laughs> yeah, anyone yeah. is anybody listening to this with the fucking hands and eyes can shoot somebody yep yeah uh also too this was uh this was a movie set in 2018 <laughs> and single computer cell there phone. was yeah there were no computers <laughs> and every it, i mean even like a police scanner would have been awesome you know <laughs> yeah i think this for me what that, that really all of this boils down to everything we've just said is that i i love the original halloween Michael Myers is not my favorite slasher, but I just don't think Michael Myers can exist any longer in 2018. Oh. They, he, he made sense in the 70s in, in the original Halloween where they, they were using revolvers and, lever, yeah. you know, like shotguns against them. But we are living in an era where we have Google, yeah. <laughs> cell phones, and AR-15s. Also. All three of those are the most important tools that you can use to take down Michael fucking Myers. Also, we are living in, a, in an era where they're... There are now such things, unfortunately, as, like, real-life mass killings, right? Right. And there was, like, a line of dialogue in the movie where it was just, like, she's act Jamie Lee Curtis acting like a basket case, <laughs> and someone's like, yeah, calm down, calm down. And he's like, he killed five people! Mm-hmm. It's like, 
Yeah, he killed five people back in 78. Meanwhile, it's like you look on the news and worse things are happening. And it's like, you know, and people are getting over that stuff, (laughs) you know, but you're being like a fucking psycho about it. It would have been cool if they kind of went into taking that into consideration if they went into like Lori being kind of crazy. Yeah. You know, and then I don't know. No, absolutely. Which I think they were trying to go for. They were trying to do the the two sides of a of a mm-hmm. coin, like Michael being pure evil, crazy, and her being like just a basket case, crazy. You know. Yeah, and I think the other thing too is um, you jammed way too many characters. You have three generations of Strodes in this. Like we almost didn't need the daughter no, to be a no. main character. No, um, it's, I mean I'm sorry, the granddaughter. Yeah. We almost didn't need her. I'm sorry. Well, you, she gave us the high school slasher thing, but that would have been almost a cool thing. Don't make it about killing high school students. Make it killing adults. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's such a trope, you know? Maybe just do away with it and do something different. He's coming after Laurie Strode, which, yeah. by the way, aside from the fact that she survives as the babysitter in the first movie, even in the movie, in the first movie, I can't remember. Why is he always after her? Uh, because her specifically? Because that's his sister. Laurie? Laurie. Yeah, because uh, what happened was at the very beginning of the first movie, he kills his older sister, um, Judith Myers. And the way that it was explained, uh, I think it was actually explained in the second movie, in yeah, Halloween 2. They, they, so there's a, th- there's a throwaway line yeah. where she says, isn't he her sister? And she said, no, someone just made that up. Yeah, I think... So it was like, it was like I think that was a piece of story they tried to make in the second or third movie. And I think this movie, and this is the reason I ask, because this is what I want. This is a direct sequel to the original Halloween, as if yeah. there were no other movies in between. Right. So they they dispatched that rumor, or, or yeah, as a rumor, and not not a plot point. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if they were if they were doing that, or if it was just like the family trying to keep it under wraps. Maybe too, you know. But um, I don't know. I don't know. So, but anyways, but I, I guess the point is, it's, this movie is a fucking. It's kind of all over the place. And at this point, why are the police still a bunch of dunderheads? God, yeah. <laughs> you know? This is what. I mean, this is the same thing, right? First of all, you, he's an enormous man dressed in a very standout standout thing. I think a couple of cops with fully automatic handguns would have yeah. had, had t- taken care of Michael Myers, who is sixty something years old yeah. at this point. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, still a fucking walking tank. You're right. And um, it's just really hard for me to believe in this in this era with no supernatural abilities or anything like that. He just he cannot be shot or killed. And he's walking around in fucking broad daylight. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, with the stupid mask on and everything. It, right. it, actually, there was uh, there was a point at the uh, at the beginning too where he was still wearing like his uh, his hospital clothes, of course, because like you know he broke out of a, a mental institution, so. It's like it's like just bright white hospital clothes, yeah. And like he's at a truck stop, and no one's like, "Who the fuck is this guy without any shoes on?" No, absolutely, <laughs> yeah, like, absolutely. Oh yeah, that's yeah, my other favorite thing. Ugh, whatever, little little things in this movie that, like didn't make sense. Like he was all over the place in in this one scene where he his first uh, scene where he starts he gets the mask and he starts killing on yeah. the night of Halloween. Doesn't make any goddamn sense. It's like they were like, "I want." It was like me writing a scene. For Halloween when I was like 10. Yeah. Like, then he gets a hammer, and then he kills a person, and then he gets a knife, and then he goes to the next door house, and he kills another person. What the fuck? Why did you know, he do that? I I, I think the, uh, the only killing in that kind of area of the movie that I liked was the hammer one, because that's how he got his kitchen knife back. And you're like, all right, yeah. cool, little, little nod, little wink. But then he just starts killing random people, and it's like... 
Well, I don't know. That I, woman with the whole, like, oh, something I heard. Oh, okay. Well, the babysitter one. It's like, it, the babysitter happened to be the the, the main girl's friend. Mm-hmm. But it's like, it would have been so much cooler if Michael Myers was stalking his granddaughter or whomever now. And saw that that was her friend. But that's what I mean, you know? right? There's no rhyme or reason for right. why he's killing these main characters. Because that that was the reason. <laughs> that was the reason in the first movie was yeah. that like he was just killing all of her friends. Exactly. He's just seemingly everywhere and nowhere in this movie. Yeah. And like, he's just like, "Hello, the plot dictates that I kill you." Yeah. And yeah. he has no idea. You're absolutely right. He doesn't know who that girl is. Uh, yeah. And at least in the first movie, he's doing the creepy car driving around watching her. Yeah. And collecting all the information so when he goes on his killing spree, he can fucking do it right. That was the thing. The first movie, like, they, they made him, like, a stalker, you know, where it was, like, he would just be yes. far away. You'd kind of see his, his the white of his mask and the contrast of, his of like, the rest of him. So he had that kind of shape mm-hmm. quality to him. And this one, like, it shows, it shows him all the time yeah it's like it shows him like going into the kitchen and grabbing the thing and then walking around the back and then it shows and then and then they do the creepy thing of him like looking through the window and you see his reflection Mm -hmm. and it's like man that doesn't work unless you don't see him at all absolutely you know you know the first movie is so good because it's this like we were just saying right it's this he first whole half of the movie or two-thirds of the movie he's just creeping yeah he's creeping creeping. and he's just like gathering information and it's not until they have the party or you know all the people come over to the house and he just goes on his fucking killing spray so like it's a slow burn the whole movie and it works very well I think this movie they tried to crowbar tension in where it didn't belong it would by like these scenes where she's just going room from room with a shotgun and you're like is he in this corner yeah is he behind this door and it's just like that was so annoying we have seen this so many times it's not raising tension it's just pissing me off there were a couple times in this movie where i literally like threw my hands up like can we get to the fucking point yeah you know like it reminds me of a blade runner 2049 where he takes like five minutes to get up to open a grate on something it's like jesus christ yeah yeah yep yeah i agree pacing pacing is probably pacing and a more decisive story uh, is what this movie really could have could have used because i think the acting for the most part was okay um well and just good character development too cause I, I mean we in thinking about you know a person that has gone through the trauma mm-hmm. of living through seeing or like her friends get killed as a right. teenager it just doesn't match up to where Laurie Strode is now. No, absolutely. You know, it just does not at all. And one of the most interesting things is you can tell that there were three very bright guys writing the script that just, I don't know, and this, one of them is Danny McBride, and I don't know if it's like this, it was this disconnect, but like somebody obviously wrote some characters and some dialogue that was really good, and then another person like tried to put like a final coat over the yeah, top of yeah. it, and it just didn't look right. Because in my opinion, the best part of this whole movie is right in the middle of the movie when Michael Myers attacks um, Laurie's granddaughter's friend who is babysitting this kid. It's the best scene in the whole movie Mm. because I actually like the kid. The babysitter in the kid's relationship was good. It was well acted. It it felt meaningful. And when she dies, you almost... She's the one you felt the most uh, sad to see go. Yeah. Which was weird because she is such a small character. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And nobody else had that sort of gravitas throughout the rest of the movie. Well, especially it well, that's because she made that connection to the kid. Mm-hmm. Cuz like, you know, there's the there's this banter and it's really funny little kid too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, kid is great. And um, you know, there's this banter of like them sitting on the couch like and she's like, "Ah, oh, you know what? Like you're not you're my least favorite person to babysit." And ba 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 and then she like tucks him into bed and 
as she's like leaving the room, she kind of ducks her head back in. She's like, you know what? Actually, you're my favorite kid. Mm-hmm. You know, and, like, and it's like, I know. yeah, and and it's like that little connection right there is the reason why you felt so bad. Yeah, absolutely. And it was the most well done murder scene in the movie too. It felt like. I don't know. Once again, the movie was just all over the place, and there was no rhyme or reason for why Michael was where he was at any given moment. It's yeah. not like he was consistently stalking, um, you know, all these characters. There were some characters that were in part of the movie and never showed up, like the boyfriend. The boyfriend, yeah. I was just thinking about that. The boyfriend yeah. who makes a fucking complete asshole of himself and desert. You're like, ooh, I can't wait to see this kid die. Yep. Doesn't, Doesn't die. Yeah. The one character that lives and goes on well is the douchebag boyfriend. Yep. Also, in thinking about it, too, Michael Myers doesn't know who his, who Laurie Strode's daughter or her granddaughter. But then again, and this is, you know what? They just happen upon each other. Exactly. And and I think this is a good point to how we could have made this movie better real quick. And you and I were talking about this as we were pissing (laughs) on our way out of the movie theater. Um, You know... I would have almost liked, and I'm sure there's a lot of fucking Halloween fans out there, just relax, yeah. you know, be like, that's not the theme of this movie. I almost would have liked to have seen Michael Myers, like, the same way that we see the Predator in the original Predator. Yeah. I would have liked him to have gotten shot in the shoulder. Because he's fucking 60 years old, he cannot, can, you can't get shot in the shoulder. I don't care how Michael Myers yeah. you are. You cannot walk around for the rest of the evening killing full-grown men with a wound of that magnitude. Yeah. I would love to have seen a scene where he has he literally has to do some horrific patchwork on himself. Yeah, like oh man, I was just thinking about this now as, as just listening to you. I'm like, man, like if if we saw that but because Michael Myers is such a psycho, it's like a demented version of it. Sure. So like, you know, he got shot but He's, like, right next to one of his victims. So he, like, takes a piece of skin off of one of his victims. Sure. And then, like, puts it on his shoulder to cover the bullet wound and then just tapes it. It's yeah, like something That would have been fucked up. Yeah. But it's like, all right, well, he's still a person. Right. He can still be injured. Exactly. <laughs> Kill somebody use, who's straightening their hair and use the hair straightener to buy oh, clothes oh or something. You know, like, there are a million options you yeah. could have done. Same thing with, would have almost liked to have seen this other personal element that we were talking about where he's maybe, maybe the fucking thing is that he's, He's looking up Laurie Strode, where the fuck she is, and then she finds the granddaughter. And now he's going to use that, like, bait or something yeah. to get Laurie. Well, like oh. a more... he it, The thing about Michael Myers is they make him, like, an animal, and they talk to him about, like, it. But I think the idea is he's still... Smart. He's still smart. He's yeah. just fucking a serial. Well, because there, there was a thing with the doctor at the very beginning where he, he's just like, yeah, he won't acknowledge you, but make no mistake, he saw us, like minutes ago sure you know and, and, and stuff like that i mean I, I was just thinking about this too um there were the the movie opens up with a couple of uh investigative journalists doing like a podcast series on serial killers so they have like this entire dossier on michael myers and like the case so why wouldn't they just show a scene of him looking through it looking through it right and then and then you can see pictures of Laurie Strode and her entire family and mm-hmm. then all of a sudden guess what the killings make sense right right I, and it would have been awesome if it started with the granddaughter like he was going to start with her the weakest moment and then work his way up to yeah Laurie. oh man and like you can close up on the picture of his granddaughter as he's like kind of yeah. like stroking the picture with his hand yeah exactly and, like, and then breathing really heavy absolutely like, <sighs> and then you would have yeah I think that would have been really really good yeah but but just, yeah, no, they missed out on that for some reason. Mm-hmm. I think it, they they just really wanted to get to, like the the brutal killings is what it was, and like they were, they were brutal enough. But at the same time, you know, after a while, seeing somebody get stabbed, it's yeah. like it kind of like eh. yeah. There were a couple inventive deaths, but other times it was just like 
stab sound and blood and it was like nah. yeah and then it, like really the gruesome part was uh, seeing the dead body afterward yeah so like 15 minutes later they're like oh this guy broke his neck holy shit yeah. <laughs> like his his spine is basically poking out of his throat right that's gross anyway right well but anyway i don't know i i'd, I'd throw this one out of five like maybe two yeah you know i'll give it a, i'll give it a two and a half to be honest with you yeah. i mean it, this is a popcorn flick mm-hmm. this is definitely like a fall popcorn flick this yeah. is not like a summer blockbuster but it's the same thing it's mindless mm-hmm. it's like you know i'm uh, i'm just happy to see the revitalization of people's love of horror movies I, the one exciting thing about this movie was the fact that there's this palpable excitement around its release yeah um which is great because that wasn't a thing for h2o <laughs> or the new rob zombie halloween movie this one like you can tell people were like talking about it at yeah. work last week and i like that I love that energy. Um, I think it's why I love the season of Halloween so much. We're, obviously, we're such horror movie fans. It's just really excited to see people get excited about horror. Or horror that's at least being attempting to be taken seriously. Yep. As opposed to just like a fucking shitty vehicle for selling tickets. You know? Right. Yeah, and I think that's where the, the other sequels were you know it was like look we got jamie lee curtis again yeah. and josh hartnett and ll cool j you know, it's like, <laughs> oh god, yeah. oh, god. Cool. but yeah so i think we're gonna we're gonna sign off from that if uh if you guys have anything any comments on this movie if you've seen it and you want to talk about it let us know yeah let's yeah. start a, let's start a chat on instagram about this I'd, I'd like to know what other people thought yeah all right so with right. that we're we're gonna get the hell out of this parking lot right now yeah find us at raw viewage uh, talk to us about this movie. Yeah, at Raw Viewage uh, and then rawviewage at gmail.com. Get at us. Yep. See ya. Later.